you are listening to Pursumedia Minutes. Here is the bottom line and above, from Pursumedia Weekly Newsletter, published on November 29, 2023. To sign up for our Iran Weekly Newsletter and learn more about our advanced AI solutions, please get in touch with us. Anatomy Lesson The welcome, if temporary, silencing of the guns in Gaza this past week has given us a short respite from the dominance of foreign events in the Iranian news media and a chance to focus on the prosaic workings of the Iranian government. In particular, the administration of President Ebrahim Raisi is in the midst of putting together a budget for the coming Persian year and presenting it to the Majlis. The initial reports, and criticism, of the draft budget suggest that once again, the budget is being crafted to benefit the Nizam rather than the Iranian people. That perhaps, should be no surprise, just last week the Pursumedia Daily Summary quoted Deputy President for Executive Affairs, Mohsen Mansouri as proclaiming the administration considers itself a nothing before the supreme leader, a zero, a servant of the Velayat, a bit of toadying so embarrassing that an official working for Supreme Leader Ali Khamenei tweeted out a rebuke. Reminding Mansouri that even his nibs, the leader, considered himself a servant of the people. A key feature of the new budget, one touted by the administration as a good thing, is its intent to diminish the government's heavy dependence on oil revenues to fund most of its programs and operations. This has been something of a policy will-o'-the-wisp, successive Iranian governments have chased since the 1990s, in hopes of diversifying the economy and escaping the boom-and-bust cycles of the international oil market. Were Raisi, who campaigned for office on the promise of delivering effective, well-managed government, to actually deliver on reducing the government's dependence on oil revenues, it would indeed be an accomplishment he could broadcast when running for re-election in 2025 or maneuvering to succeed Khamenei as the Islamic Republic's high panjandrum. Moreover, the administration came off looking less than competent a month or so ago when it had to admit that it overestimated the price it would receive for its oil sold in defiance of U.S. sanctions. Weaning the government off its oil dependency, however, seems much less beneficial when it is revealed that it mainly is to be achieved by a massive increase in tax collection. As reported in the Pursumedia Daily summary this past week, the budget bill envisions a 50% increase in tax revenues, which economists point out will only add the burden of the middle and working classes, which are already struggling with an inflation rate stubbornly hovering at about 50%. This burden is compounded by the government's unwillingness to allow wages to keep pace with the high rate of inflation. Minister of Economy Ehsan Handuzi has announced grandly that government employees will be given an 18% wage hike and retiree benefits will rise 20%, both of which are increases of about half the prevailing rate of inflation. Finally, this increase in tax revenues is no redistributionist soak the rich gesture, Reformist media report that the budget bill envisions taxing at 10% those with incomes that are well under the poverty line set by the government. But wait, there's more, it's not in the budget bill, but the Majlis also has recently passed legislation raising the retirement age from 60 to 62 for men. On the one hand, such an increase is long overdue, as the percentage of people of retirement age in Iran increases and government subsidies to the many supposedly self-supporting pension funds have steadily risen. In fact, according to an analysis by Iran Open Data, subsidies to the mismanaged and nearly bankrupt pension funds now account for 15% of the government budget, 
significantly more than the government allocates to education, to the Ministry of Health, or to the Ministry of Science, Universities, and Research Centers. It may be a necessary reform, but it represents the administration chipping away at some of the few benefits the public expects from the government right when they are already suffering from high living expenses and now, higher taxes. Earlier this month, workers at one company in the sensitive oil sector staged a protest demanding better pay and pension rights and the reversal of extra tax deductions. Minister of Economy Handuzi spins the new budget bill as instilling fiscal discipline and avoiding reliance on unrealizable sources of income. He's not wrong, but it is clear that most of the discipline is being applied to the Iranian people, as they are being asked to dig deeper for taxes while receiving fewer services in return. The Nizam, on the other hand, is only getting fatter. The portion of government revenues from oil sales that is allocated to the armed forces, for example, will increase by 44% in the new budget. The unspoken message may be that the government is not counting on realizing any sanctions relief and expects continued confrontation in the region, a hardly reassuring prospect to Iran's weary population. No doubt, Khamenei is nodding approvingly at Raisi's willingness to push through long-needed but unpopular reforms. This is in part what homogenization of the government and the installation of a loyal apparatchik as president was meant to achieve. Unfortunately for his nibs and Nizam, this push for fiscal reform comes at a time when trust in the government, and the wider regime, the Nizam, is at an all-time low. And that may spell trouble down the road. Back in the dim mists of time, when dinosaurs roamed the land and your humble correspondent was in grad school, I came across Crane Brinton's The Anatomy of Revolution, in which he compares the course of the English, American, French, and Russian revolutions. It is one of those rare books of political science that is elegantly written, and because elegant, it stays with one. Although theories about revolution and rebellion have progressed a great deal since Brinton's revised edition appeared in the 1960s and Brinton was studying Western revolutions, it is still worth examining the uniformities of revolution he identified. One of these, in particular, is inefficiency of governance, and in at least three of the cases he examines, this inefficiency was manifested especially in fiscal problems and taxation. Americans know all about the Stamp Act and no taxation without representation, but similar complaints, Charles I's effort to raise taxes without the consent of Parliament by demanding ship money in peacetime and Louis XVI's calling together the Estates General to address burgeoning deficits helped to discredit the incumbent regime and light the fuse of revolution. Taxes weren't a main issue, perhaps, in the Russian Revolution, but high inflation and war weariness was. These symptoms bear at least a family resemblance to some of those experienced by the Iranian body politic. Another uniformity Brinton identified were class antagonisms. Here the resemblance to the revolutions Brinton analyzed is not as strong, but it is not entirely absent. The antagonisms he identified tended to be between the ruling class and those such as the aristocrats and merchants who weren't all that much lower than the ruling class but didn't have as great a share of power. We have seen an echo of that in the Iranian private sector's steady criticism of the government's dominance of the economy, and what some see as a push to concentrate economic power in the hands of the government. More broadly, in the past few months Iranian sociologists have been warning that Iranian society is polarized, 
with many alienated from a system that seeks to control all aspects of their lives, but is opaque and unaccountable. We have, as well, seen some early negative reactions to the news of the new budget and its increased emphasis on taxes. Economist Vahid Shagagi Shahri predicts a surge in public discontent, declaring that, Iranian society finds itself caught between the grinding stones of inflation and taxation. He calls for greater transparency and accountability by the public sector, and a hardline news agency also published calls for greater transparency regarding how tax monies are spent. A centrist newspaper has dismissed Raisi's economic policies and lack of transparency as benefiting only Nizam insiders, who control key industries and benefit from the low wages and prices set by the government, but then sell their products with high markups. Now, my mother didn't raise a son reckless enough to predict an imminent revolution in Iran based on some interesting parallels with other revolutions. Some other uniformities Brinton identified in his book are not present in the Islamic Republic, at least not right now. He notes, for example, revolutions tend to occur in societies that are, on the up, that have experienced some prosperity and are hopeful of progress. The Iranian economy has been growing, anemically, the past couple of years, but the mood is hardly hopeful. Brinton also found that the ruling class in pre-revolutionary societies tend to lose confidence in themselves and what they stand for. This doesn't yet seem to be the case in Iran, and certainly not the case regarding Khamenei, but there are interesting straws in the wind with the efforts of the traditional conservatives to rein in and contain the Paudari Front and other hardline ideologues, and the alleged leaks of disquiet among some IRGC officers with the violent suppression of the women, life, freedom protests last year. Nonetheless, the rollout of the new budget bears watching. With Majlis elections only months away, will MPs balk at increased tax collection, especially among what used to be called in Iran, the deprived? Will calls for greater transparency regarding taxes and public finances gain traction? And if tax provisions are passed, along with the recently passed changes to the retirement age, will public discontent grow even more volatile? In particular, might workers and the middle class begin to focus on their shared grievances rather than the differences that have kept them from cooperating? Raisi probably has the power, assuming he continues to enjoy Khamenei's confidence, to push through these fiscal reforms, but there will be a cost to pay. It will be interesting to see just how large the bill is. Pursue Media provides media research, open-source intelligence, AI-driven analytics, and strategic communications consultancy. For more information about our advanced AI solutions or to subscribe to Pursue Media products and services, please get in touch with us.